Hello and welcome to Life Save Her, the podcast. This is a podcast for all of my women, men you can listen to, but for all of my women to come get a weekly dose of some self-care, some self-help, and tips to live the life that you desire. I'm your host, Brittany A. Johnson. I want to set this disclaimer. While I am a licensed mental health counselor and I am going to be talking about mental health and life-related topics, this is not a substitute for therapy. This is an addition, this is a bonus, this is that kind of added support so that you have what you need in and outside of session. If you need a therapist, I encourage you to reach out to different therapists in your area, or you may also email me to get a list of therapists that I may recommend. Stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. So like many, I have kind of fallen into the TikTok trend as well of just, you know, enjoying TikToks, especially if I'm trying to just find a few minutes of kind of mindless thinking or mindless scrolling, I will pick up my phone now and kind of hit a TikTok. But today, while I was on TikTok, I came across a TikTok of a father talking about his daughter. And in the TikTok, he's describing like a behavior that his daughter's doing and how, you know, socially He's been taught from when he was a child to, you know, not be loud or not be rambunctious or kind of just be very quiet in public spaces. And so in the, you know, the short TikTok, because as you know, TikToks are what, three minutes or less now. I think some people are getting more time. But anywho, this one's about three minutes. And so he's talking about how, you know, he was trying to correct his daughter, but how his wife made a comment about you know, not to do that because soon enough she'll be silenced by the world. And he goes on to kind of talk briefly about how that really shocked him, how that kind of almost even hurt his feelings and how, you know, devastating in a sense it was for him to hear and know that his daughter someday would be silenced. And so listening to him describe that, I kind of went on a little bit of a tangent to see whether other dads have felt the same way. So in that search, and I am so glad that I stumbled upon that TikTok, and I'm so glad that I was able to go down a slight rabbit hole to see that there has been a shift in parenting and a shift in in the way we attach or the way we interact with our kids. And it made me think about, you know, generations before us, and even in my generation where you had parents who quote-unquote showed you they loved you but they really taught us for many of us not all of us but for many of us we were almost taught that by providing housing by providing food providing clothing that that was love that we didn't need to hear the words I love you we didn't need to be hugged when we were sad that doing things like that would make the child spoiled or or something to that negative connotation and so Seeing all of these videos where parents are openly talking about trying to parent differently than they were parented or than they were raised was really refreshing. And I don't know about you all, but seeing and hearing people talk about wanting to parent their children the exact same way they were parented. And, you know, this person has trouble keeping jobs. You know, this person has toxic relationships like that always kind of makes me cringe. I don't know about you all, but that makes me cringe almost instantly and pretty much every time when I see that. 
So seeing these videos of these parents, these parents, especially these dads who were really trying to have kind of secure and healthy attachments to their kids was refreshing. We know stereotypically that we've been told through the media that dads typically aren't around, right? Especially in the black community. Now, and I know my listeners, I know we are all diverse. And so this is not trying to single anyone out or isolate anyone or keep people out. But as a black woman, I'm going to say in the black community, historically, we've been told or taught or, or fed that black men and black dads aren't around. But everyone I know that knows their dad or their dad is alive, their dad is in their lives in some capacity. And then there are some people, there are some outliers, and that's different situations. But overwhelmingly, the dads are around. And so when the dads aren't around, what I've noticed is it's likely, it's mainly because the relationship between the mom and dad but prior to the child being born or, or right after birth was not healthy. And so when we're thinking about these attachments we've been talking about so far, you know, we're looking at a lot of the relationships when the children don't have a relationship with their dad and it's due to one of the parents not getting along with the other or some other conflict, more than likely it's related to the parents having different attachment styles. And as you get older, your attachment style can change and often does change. And so you start to look at things differently. You start to let go of relationships that no longer serve you, except The problem with that is if you have children, that means the children get left behind as well. And I know that a lot of moms like us moms, I know that we think that we're doing the right thing by protecting our kids from certain people. But overwhelmingly, when children get older, they are immediately migrate to the parent that they were isolated from. It is almost instant and they start to have like a resentment to the other parent and and then they figure out on their own was did my mom or did my dad make the right decision by keeping me away from this person but initially they are you know at 18 they are immediately looking for this person they're trying to build a relationship they're trying to kind of you know go off on them in some cases right like we go off on our parents about not being there what they did or didn't do and etc but when I started really looking into thinking about the old way right because again these videos were refreshing and even thinking about after watching those videos I thought about my own friend group. And so I think, you know, thankful to my husband that he was a part of a large friend group. So I'm exposed to a lot of black men who are very active fathers. They almost always have their children with them or they're doing something for their children and they're making plans around being present for their children. So my view has been that for so long anyway that it, you know, I kind of forgot that there were some people that don't have that. And then I also was, again, refreshed to see that there are men all over the place that are kind of doing that. And again, just refreshing to see. Um, I do know that there are some reasons that parents keep each other, you know, keep their kids from each other or from the other parent. And some of them are valid and some of them really are just selfish. I'm just going to call it how it is, right? They are selfish. And when I'm looking deeper into those things, like I really am noticing the trend of, parents who have that avoidant attachment style or parents who have that kind of um, dysfunctional style, they really do struggle with making sure that their children have attachments to other people and that they actually attach to their own kids. Now, generationally, if we look back through generations, and I had this conversation with my sister a couple of weeks ago or a couple of days ago, whenever it was, about how, you know, during slavery, 
moms were not allowed to attach their kids or it wasn't safe to attach to your kid because you knew that at any moment they would be sold, they would be taken from you, that they really were not your child. Yes, you carried them and gave birth to them, but you really were not, you know, there really wasn't your child. And I think in a lot of ways that carried on for generations. And it wasn't until recently that as people, especially black people, that we really started to change how we attach to our kids. I can remember when I had, you know, my children and, you know, people telling me to let them cry it out. Don't hold them all the time because you will spoil them or you'll make them rotten or you'll make them be, you know, unpleasant for other people. You'll never be able to go out anywhere if you don't take that baby off your hip. Like I can remember hearing that constantly. And it always struck me as odd because spoiled means bad, right? And there's no way that a baby getting love and support could be bad. There's no way that it would be rotten and just rot away and not be, you know, worth anything. So I kind of always went against that grain when it came to my kids. But I do know and I have seen and interacted with so many people who whose parents didn't attach to them. It could be, again, for many reasons, but typically it's for the reason of growing up in households where they were not told that they were loved. I have so many clients that I work with and have worked with because you all know, like I typically work with people who have, you know, trauma to their attachment. And what that means is they grew up in a household where they likely had emotional neglect or there wasn't just enough secure attachments to their parents for different reasons. Some of it was mental health reasons. Some of it was physical health. Some of it was due to work schedules. But overwhelmingly, it was due to how their parents were parented. And it's easy to do what we what we seen be done unless it really left a mark on us in a negative way then we're able to kind of challenge it and change it and do something different but otherwise we are going to just kind of follow suit but thinking about those generations and thinking about now and thinking about how many years it's taken people to really decide to attach to their babies and attach to their children it's it's shocking and it's primarily shocking because most people don't know how to attach. If you didn't have that growing up in your own home, if you didn't see that dynamic in your family, it's almost impossible for you to just magically know how to do it. Now, let me not say almost impossible because there are people who are really good at taking what they experienced and then turning it into the opposite and doing something completely different. So that does exist. It does happen. But in generally, in most cases, we parent the way we were parented. Unless we were able to see something different or we get to a place where we are out of our environment long enough to notice and recognize and see that what we experienced was not ideal and not beneficial to us. And oftentimes that doesn't happen until a parent passes. I don't think I've talked about it publicly, but there was a period of time after my mom passed where I really struggled with reconciling the good, the bad, and all the things in between. Because overall, my mother was a great mother. If I had to, you know, quote unquote, rate her, which I don't know how you would actually do that. But if I if I had to look at, you know, her life as my mother in totality, she was a great mother. But there were some things that she did that really left, you know, marks with me. They left longstanding, you know, pain points. They left some gaps and kind of some holes And after she passed, I was left to kind of reconcile that and figure out how to make sense of it. And I did. I worked with a great therapist who 
helped me see that people are, you know, we are whole people. So there are things that we will do today that might be harmful, but then turn around tomorrow and, and do things that are great. And so being able to see my mom in that light was also healthy. That also helped because I had a, a secure attachment with my mom. And because of that, it was, it made it easier for us to kind of bounce back. So even when the things, when there were painful things that happened, I was able to see it and able to deal with it. Now, in the moment, I was not. Let me be completely honest and transparent. There were times that I was, whew, I don't know how she made it, right? But looking at it now, I can say that we were able to mend. And especially by the time, you know, I became a mother myself and was an adult. And by the time she passed, we were in a great place. And I'm forever grateful for us being able to go through all the things we went through. But I also know that that means that there are so many other people who don't have that experience. There are people that are walking around right now who have those kind of disorganized attachments, right? So that's the attachment style where, you know, you get physically aggressive when when your person comes back or when your person is there. And while, you know, as a kid, we kind of laugh that off. But that is very, very real and very serious that, you know, there are many of us who are parenting our kids that way, right? When we want to tell our kids that we miss them, you know, we're more aggressive, we're more pushy, we're wrestling with them in more in a more aggressive way. Not that healthy wrestling that most parents do with their sons and daughters, but, you know, we're kind of wrestling with them. And then, you know, we have those anxious attachment styles. Like you see those kids who are really trying to just stay right next to their parents, right? Or those parents are the ones who very rarely do anything outside of their kids, Again, we're talking in, in excess, like not the parents, not those of us, because I kind of fall in that category that spends most of my time making sure my kids are okay. I'm talking about the ones that go in excess of it, the ones that won't do anything because they're worried about how it's going to impact their kids. And I mean anything in terms of going to the grocery store, um, seeking some different career options, just anything that might take them out of that, you know, normal day-to-day parenting so all of those things kind of happen but as I go back and circle back to kind of the beginning of this where we're talking about seeing those videos of all those parents who are trying to change it is again very refreshing to see that there are so many parents who are looking for resources who are asking other people who are really breaking those generational cycles and, and processes of not attaching and We've talked quite a bit about the different reasons that people haven't, but I do know that there were a lot of parents, um, because I've been fortunate to talk to a lot of older people as well, and one of the things that they overwhelmingly talk about was that it wasn't safe. It wasn't safe to securely attach because you just didn't know what was going to happen, and this is even after slavery, so we're talking in the 80s, the 90s, the 70s even, you know, so much was happening especially to marginalized communities that parents were afraid if I love this child too much I won't be able to deal with if something happens to them and so because of that they thought they were doing their their kids a a great service to teach them that hard work and grit was more important than love and, and attachment but what I want you to know is you can have both right you can with a secure attachment you can teach your kids that they are free to go try new things they are free to be but at the same time, they are they also can do that hard work and have that grit to complete things, to finish things, to reach goals, to just live the successful lives that they want to live. And it doesn't have to be with, 
any type of break to the attachment. It can happen through secure attachment. I also want you to know if you're listening and you recognize that you are a parent who is parenting how you are parented and it's not really working out too great. Like your kids don't really talk to you or you don't feel safe or secure yourself to even talk to them about certain things. You can change. Attachment styles can change. And with some work, you can actually turn it around and make it to be more of what you want it to look like. Because what we don't want to do is raise another generation of people who are in that avoidant category, right? So those are the people that don't care either way if somebody's around or not around. They they have no interest in really forming attachments to people. It's just kind of everything's transactional. Now, that is something that's helpful for security purposes and safety purposes. But that's not something that we want our kids to be in for the lifetime. It's not something that we as adults need to stay in. Because if you are in that that type of space, I would imagine that most of your relationships are very fragile. Most of your relationships end abruptly or they end with some type of drama. And so here I am again, trying to just reminding you that it is okay for you to change your attachment style. It is a great thing for you to be able to notice the attachment style that you currently have or the way that you are parented, because this does go a little bit deeper than just attachment styles but being able to notice that and then deciding if you want to do something different and if you are sitting there like nope I'm not changing anything that is also your right you can do that for the rest of your life but just know that if the attachment style is not beneficial for you and your child you might find yourself in a space that when your child becomes an adult they start cutting contact with you they start limiting how much time they're spending with you how much they call you for things Because they want to have a different life and they want their life to feel more calm and more anxious or anxious free. Let me say that. And so, again, just something to think about. And for all of the all of us parents who are actively building and pouring into our kids and going against the old school grain of you're going to spoil them. Kudos to us. And let's keep it going. And let's keep sharing that on all of our social media, sharing it with our friends, really just sharing it so that other people can feel comfortable to kind of join the movement of parenting differently than we were parented. Until next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found the episode insightful and helpful to you on your journey. As you all know, podcasts are rated by the number of subscribers and the ratings that they receive. So don't forget to hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this at and also leave a rating and a comment. I welcome all comments. Also, make sure you head over to the different social medias, Instagram at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC, Facebook at Brittany A. Johnson, and even on LinkedIn at Brittany A. Johnson LMHC and follow so you can stay connected to what's going on. Talk to you soon.